All right, Kings, let's get this bread. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in a little metal. This week on My Taste in Music is Terrible, we make our handsome friend Nathan react to metal. So I actually came up with a uh, a metal lib, a mad lib, but metal style. So I thought that we could all kind of write our own metal verse. And I'm gonna give okay. you guys like I'm gonna give you guys a type of word to write. Okay. And then we'll put it all together, and then you guys will share your own metal lyrics. Okay. Oh. This is what we're using the, yeah. the oh. post-its for. I see. So okay. use your pens and your pe- your post-its. So the first word is going to be a brutal adjective then a gross noun and then the third word is a gross plural noun new paragraph oh good new paragraph over the top verb next a large overwhelming noun and then with the word with and then a negative emotion And then the word. Okay. Then your. Use your. And then I want you to choose a person. Choose. You can either have a name. Like not a first name of a person using a Sharpie. And it's like. And then. Or. Y-O-U-R. <laughs> Y-O-U-R. <laughs> and then... Okay, this one is good. A nondescript or nonspecific place that rhymes with the gross noun I made you think of. So, I wrote stupid snot boogers up chuck the rainforest with sadness. Taxes in poo. Use your neighbor, use your realtor's collarbone to skateboard your neighborhood. Okay. Um, realtor is someone that you share an intimate bond well, with. Well, I mean, like, they're, <laughs> like, you're with them a lot. You're, like, you have a common goal. Also, That's... I think the density of words we wrote is way higher than I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> I think it's going to be really incoherent. It's going to be interesting. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, the first draft though was pestilent sequel feepage, <laughs> flood the oceans with rage. Sequel Root- feepage, copy that. Se- Copyright. Sequel <laughs> feepage. <laughs> Don't That's you hate it? That's fucking futz. Okay. <laughs> Where you okay. you have a feepage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is your sequel feepaging? <laughs> oh. Is man. it feeping? Okay. So, <laughs> who's this? This is you. Oh no! This is Nathan. <laughs> this is Nathan. Sorry, I can't just I can't just say you, and people will know <laughs> who that is. <clears throat> okay. Encrusted viscera, entrails brandish swarm with malice, disassociation, and secretion. <laughs> Use your doctor's toenail <laughs> to enslave your direct. <laughs> <laughs> 
your, your direction. That was the last word. I had oh. to write my secretion and use it. It was an area. <laughs> that was the best I could do. Uh, it's just a direction. Well, I, I could actually see that being in a song. Make sure you use your doctor's toenail. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a commentary on big pharma. Ask your doctor if toenail is right for you. It's funny because I also use toenail. Hey, what oh. is this word right there? Oh. Carrion. Carrion. Oh, oh. oh, I totally know what that is. Rotting carrion testicles eviscerate asteroid <laughs> with sorrow. Death in rib cage. Use your father's toenail to lacerate your rib. <laughs> Again, a perfectly wow. plausible metal lyric. <laughs> the first line is about the. <laughs> okay, so, so intergalactic carrion? carrion is like, like dead matter, like, like rotting flesh, like rotting corpses and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> this is Jonathan's. Hey, we both use booger. <laughs> Vengeful. <laughs> Vengeful booger buttholes. Sick! Elephant with tears. Cry and poop. Use your dad's anus. <laughs> to run your... I can't think of the last word. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't rhyme with poop. What, what's like a location that runs with poop? Oh, stoop. stoop! Oh, that's good. I'm writing that down. You're the English teacher. So what I want to do... Okay. Is go into GarageBand. Oh my gosh! And make a metal song using all of these verses. Okay, and and just do that. Use, yeah. Make a metal yeah. song using all these verses. We can post it on the Instagram whenever it's ready. Oh boy. And we can post it on the Instagram when it's ready. I feel like there. I'm gonna need to put an E on this. <laughs> so, so just for what we unfollow our Instagram now. You've been you've been warned. Um. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, don't write into the podcast, please. Are we on seven now? I th- I think so. I think that was six uh, that we just heard. So, so yeah, we're over halfway done now. Yep, we are. Let's go. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. If there's, there's 13? thirteen, well, one of the songs is half um, a song. Yes, one person out of all of us asked to only do part of it because it's long. Yeah, which I think Nathan already knows who that oh, person is. Oh, he, oh, he does. Did yep. we, oh, so okay. when we, yep. that's a giveaway when so we come in at the two minute mark. We'll, right. Honestly, we'll just tell you. Yeah, I yeah. actually don't know, so <laughs> this is entertaining. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so song <laughs> seven. Yep. Yes. Thank God that was the end. <laughs> that was a nightmare. <laughs> was that the last two minutes of a song? That was a perfect. That was the last, exactly the last two minutes of To the Hellfire by Lorna Shore. Lorna Shore is not what I expected this artist to be called. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Oh. I've never heard this band. They're sick. Oh, my word. I'm not going to lie. I liked that. I liked that. The like 
visceral grunting. That's and, deathcore yeah. that I like. Yeah, that is that's what you call deathcore. That's the also, vocal style I don't like. Their album oh, cover I love that is vocal like style. badass. I love that album cover. That looks like a Gloomhaven bad guy. It is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. I like deathcore. Oh, that was very uncomfortable. I wouldn't even call myself someone who likes deathcore, but I'm not going to lie. I was I was kind of into that. Ooh. Not a big fan of like the pig squealing and like I the snorting. Pig, I love grindcore, so I like pig squealing. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, that that like the I will say one thing about metal that I'm learning is that it gives me much more like immediate visual cues than any other genre. Like mm-hmm. I just was like this sounds like what I imagine hell to be <laughs> immediately. And, and uh, it just kept going. So well, the song is called to the hellfire, right? Also, that, yeah. It's called to the hellfire. Okay. And that was the last two minutes of a six minute song. That's okay. Cause yeah, I was going to say welcome. if that wasn't the last two minutes, that was the weirdest intro I've ever heard, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Okay. All right. I don't have a lot of, a lot of other thoughts <laughs> on that. Josh, you got me. <laughs> that was brutal. That was so sick. In right. in his tech, actually, you know, we should bring up what he said about that. Let me let me bring that up real quick. Um, I got it. Oh, thank you. He said, um, "Do the last two minutes of To the Hellfire by Lorna Shore, mostly because it's just some crazy vocals, and I want to have a fun reaction." <laughs> <laughs> well, I was very scared. So, <laughs> Josh, you did good. You've well done, done it, Josh. You done good. That's like the kind of music where, like, if I walked by an open garage and someone was working on a motorcycle and listening to that, I would be concerned for them. Because I'd be like, that's that's intense. That's a very intense thing to be casually listening to. But if it were in a movie, I'd be like, this makes sense. Or I was playing Doom. If I was playing Doom, I would be listening to that all day. Because that sounds appropriate. Yeah. Hmm. Today I was grading papers and listening to Witch Vomit in my classroom. And it was blaring. And I was worried that people were going to think I was like doing a seance. <laughs> <laughs> no one did, though. No one came in and asked me if I did a seance. You don't... <laughs> Fair enough. Because they already <laughs> they already knew. Because I mean they knew. <laughs> uh, again, we're on eight now. We are on eight. Okay, and I'm out of lifelines because that was the one gimme. Yep, it's true. So wait, hold on. We've we've had three nope. of yours, Song right? Number eight. Two. Let's go. For we're two not doing mine. we're not doing this math together right now. Two. Guys. All right, let's go. We're not helping them. Song number eight. that one um i especially liked the clean vocals in the chorus i thought that was really good and i feel like that is tk written all over it incorrect sir or that was tanner that was you okay but i also think you two have pretty similar taste very am i wrong that's that's probably true i hate grindcore but i think outside of that space we have pretty similar taste in metal i bet Um, if you didn't suggest this you liked it i love this album I love this band. 
Yeah. I love it. So okay. that was Moving for the Sake of Motion by Under Oath. Okay. The famous Under Oath. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's interesting because this album is like, they're not usually that. Not that this is super chaotic, but they're not usually that chaotic sounding. Like they're usually a lot more like really? melodic. And, yeah. Yeah. Lost in the hmm. Sound of Separation is pretty melodic. Like this song or this whole album is more chaotic? I, I feel like this is their most chaotic album. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Although I haven't really listened to any of their albums all the way through because I generally don't like them very much. Listen to Lost um, in the Sound of Separation. I will because yeah, I'm interested awesome. now. It is stupid good. Um, yeah. This song, I it might honestly be my all-time favorite <clears throat> Under Oath song. I love it so much. Um, I really, really love the breakdown in the end. Like just the classic like guitar slide down the fretboard and then oh, it's so good. And the drums in this song. Outside of Unbelievable. the in, insane fills that I certainly cannot play, it's one of the most fun songs that like I used to play drums, and I loved playing the drums to the songs. It was so much fun. Um, Aaron Gillespie is, if you know that name, he is their drummer and clean vocalist. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and he does do it all at the same time. It's very, very impressive. Wow. Um, they just released a video of them playing a live session of I've Got 10 Friends in a Crowbar that say you ain't going to do jack. Mm-hmm. And it is incredible to watch him sing and play drums at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. So I, they like broke bar- up. Basically, he's like Barlow Girl. Have you heard of the- just like Bar- Barlow Girl. Have you heard of the band The Almost? The I've Christian heard the name, certain. but I've never heard the music. Okay, so that was Aaron Gillespie's side project. Yeah. Okay. And he sings and plays guitar in that one. That's more of like a punk rock kind of well, okay. alt rock kind of thing. On their first album, Southern Weather, he re- he recorded every part. Every, everything. So okay. he's like basically Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, he's like Dave Grohl. Ah, the Foo Fighters. Yes. yes, and Nirvana also. Closer to the microphone. No one cares what I have to say. That's not true. I wouldn't Why? tell you to move closer to the microphone if I didn't care what you had to I, say. I should just go home. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, you can't get okay. rid of me. But yeah, so so they they broke up back in like when was that? Two thousand. Don't know. Wow. Two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. They got back together around twenty sixteen. 2017? It was later than that, wasn't it? 2018. Definitely not that late because it was at least a year before I moved to Montana. Which Oh, was no, you're right. 2016. Um, and when they came back, when they got back together to do a reunion tour, they played the album before this one and this album front to back, back to back. Um, and it was incredible. I got to, I went to one of the shows and it was amazing. Like the whole time I was just watching Aaron Gillespie on the drums, like how are you singing and playing the things that you're playing right now? It's mm. unbelievable. Um, no relation to Dizzy Gillespie, I assume. Not that I know. Like Who's that? <laughs> the the jazz trumpet player from like the thirties or whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, inconclusive. Um, he's waiting for his ancestry dot com results. Yep. Yeah. If he's white, then definitely not. He's super white. Okay. Well, that was impressive. Like. The fact that he can do that simultaneously too, because sometimes I'll sing along micless, obviously, mm-hmm. at church while I'm playing, but I always sing really stuttery because I'm playing drums and like, how mm-hmm. could you not? So that's kind of insane that he could do that. It's crazy. He's one of the most talented guys. Oh yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. And he's been on tour with Paramore too. He has. Oh yep. really? Yeah. For Like a playing touring. for them? Yeah. For yeah. a touring cycle, they just asked him to play. It was around the time that Under Oath wasn't 
a thing. Yeah. Um, I so. think it was for their self-titled. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, then I also so. he did tour with them for Brand New Eyes. Yep. Cool. All right. Dude. During that cycle. All right. Where he, uh, they toured with Reliant K. That's pretty dope. That would have been a sick show. That That's would, pretty dope. I would love to go back in time that and go to a, a show. show to go to. All right. You got me. You guys, you guys, you got me. I like that. Next one. Song number nine. Here we go. You know what's funny is that despite the fact that that was pretty much all rough vocals that entire song, it somehow didn't really feel super metal to me. I don't know. It was like hard emo is what I got out of it, which is what makes me think it's TK. Yep. That is astute. Mm-hmm. Because it, it also, it kind of has that Midwest styling where it sounds like you're standing five feet away from the microphone and yelling at it, which is very distinct, you know, like... Every time you see an argument on the street that someone's yelling and you record it, you can just put it over like math rock licks and it sounds like Midwest emo. <laughs> that I think that's why is because it sounds like they're at a distance pretty much all the time. Yeah. But I thought that was good. I thought that was really like, I might go listen to that, you know, outside of this exercise. That that song was Flowers and You by Touche Amore. Okay. Um, or Touche Amore, if you say it wrong. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, which most people do touch a more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, flowers in you by touch a more. <laughs> Positive, yeah, encouraging. I, I would absolutely agree <laughs> with your assessment of that being like hardcore emo. Yeah, and even just what the way he was describing stuff was like. I'm walking down the hall, but I can't escape the situation. It's just like everything about the way he, the lyricism was mm-hmm. felt very emo to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a simple conversation about nothing much at all. Couldn't keep me in the room. I just kept walking down the hall. Yeah, yes. That line kind of grabbed me. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is about his mom dying of cancer, this whole album. And it's intense, and I I love it, and it's so sad. It's basically the reason why Pinkborn exists, is this album and The Greatest Generation. Okay. Um, But... Yeah, I think I think they do a good job of like having very like driving bass and drum but then very atmospheric guitar. And I, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I really like about punk and hardcore is it kind of gets down to the point. And I, I feel like uh, music that I get more frustrated with, not not like it's bad or like it's not like, because Trivium is incredible, but I kind of like when things like get down to the point because I feel like I'm a lot more message driven with the music that I listen to. And that's just my preference. Um, and so I think... Though what you're saying is like rough vocals, you can understand everything he's saying. Totally. So it shows that like rough vocals are on a spectrum of like what you mm-hmm. what you can bear, and there there are people that utilize rough vocals very well. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and this is like the rough vocals that I would have if I was in a blowout argument with someone where I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, versus you know what I would hear in 
what I would consider traditional rough vocals in a metal song are just like, like this really low Yeah, like thing. you wouldn't come home and be like, Madison. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> you forgot to add gas to the car. <laughs> I don't know what your arguments are like. Yes, if I was Trogdor <laughs> and I came home from work. <laughs> Yo, forgot. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly like you said, though. I could totally tell what he was saying. It just was like, yeah, I don't know. I like that. That was that was, that was was intriguing. Um, I stopped going to the barber that I used to go to because we got in an argument about Touche Amore. About how to pronounce it? No, because he was like, they're emo. <laughs> and I was like, you dummy. They are hardcore. Shut your stupid mouth. They're both. Yeah. And then I got up and I was like, you're a bad person. And then I left. Is it? Wait, Not really? TK, really I think, happen. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for Jonathan and Nathan, but I'm going to anyway. I think that the, the other three of us at this table probably also would agree that they're an emo band. I think the A at the end of Amore stands for emo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it I get it. It is no. Yeah, yeah. That's a, what I'm saying. Amore, a, a. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. No. Yeah. Touch more. Okay. Touch more. Touch amore. I touch amore. <laughs> a linguine. <laughs> it did kind of remind me of that album. A crow looked at me. I don't know if you've ever heard that album. Yeah. Where he's just describing his wife slowly dying of cancer and it's like just visceral and brutal and hard to listen to. But the way he sings about stuff is so honest. And I, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of that, which By that, who? um, I suddenly can't remember. I'll okay. have to look it up, but it's an album you listen to once and you'll never want to listen to again, but it's like, this was a masterpiece and I want to cry. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And they're the newest album that they put out. They did one of the songs where on all clean vocals, they have the guy from Manchester Orchestra. Mm. It's really good. Ooh, Ooh nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this al- this band or? Mm-hmm. On the one that came out last year. Mount Erie, that's who it is. Oh, I've Mount heard Eerie. of that band. It's one guy who just does that all one, of it yeah, in like yeah. a cabin. In Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Crazy. Devastating. Absolutely brutal. So, All right. Moving does he on. talk about fecal seed? No, I don't want to. No, talk. don't. <laughs> nope. Uh, moving on to number song 10? whatever number we're on now. I hate to do this, but I don't know if you guys heard TK whisper, but he has to pee. So he will be stepping away while we listen to this particular song. Okay. Here we go. I'm guessing that was Josh. It was me. It was you. Oh, 
Okay. That was uh, Meddler by August Burns Red. Okay. So we each had one from them. My favorite August Burns Red song. And Vanguard was his favorite. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Maybe it's the fact that I'm 10 songs deep in a genre I never listened to, but mm-hmm. that sounded like metal, the song, to me. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> I was like, if you asked, if you asked me to create a metal song with like an AI, that's what would have come out of it. Oh, Dude, however, but but so let me good. just say, let me just say, Nathan is literally describing like the last three August Burns Red albums. Like if if you plugged in the metal genre yeah. to like. Yeah, like a, like a metal that album true. is such a good album. Okay, it's incredible. And yeah, I I'm not trying to say I didn't like the song. I'm just saying that um, it just like it seems like it checks every box for like a metal song, right? Like the drums were very fast. The <laughs> solo was very soloy. <laughs> I don't really know. And and I feel like the I liked the breakdown. Um, where it changed tempo because um, that definitely helped it out from being like more of a generic song than it could have been. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, um, I, I, I think for me, I'm just enough of a baby that it needs to have some clean vocals in it somewhere for me to be like, mm. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Other than the last song we played, but I think the only, like the reason I really liked the previous song, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it Flowers for you, touche more. Yeah, it was because it felt so emo, and I I really like emo. Sorry, that's emo. more. Yeah, by Touchamore. By Touchy More. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I. It's so funny because I love August Burns Red. Like their first four albums mm-hmm. are so good, and Messengers, I. Oof. Messengers is my favorite one. I genuinely believe, and I agree that like after that, it feels like procedurally generated metal okay like it's it it's very samey like their last three albums i you could play me a song from one of those albums and i'd be like it could be from any of these three and yeah like i listened to him it's true rescue and restore was pretty good it had its moments um Um, i i love rescue and restore it it was super heavy a lot of the songs it was really heavy i just remember listening to it and that came out a while ago because that was it did i'm I'm looking it up that was 14 or 15 it was 13 13 rescue oh. and restore so it yeah so for those of you who are out there who don't know went thrill seeker messengers constellations leveler rescue and restore found in faraway places which was kind of the start of the new thing that they have going phantom anthem guardians right yeah yeah i i think rescue and restore kind of started it a little bit um yeah, honestly, I, I like found in faraway places a lot. It has a lot of weird interludes. That's where Vanguard was. Yep. On that was the last, I believe, one of the last songs on that album. It has a lot of interesting parts, but the rest of it's slightly generic. Maybe I don't know. Messengers mm. though, Messengers um, is so good. Yes, okay. and Constellations, which is what that song That's was off this, of. Two this. words, backburner. I I would listen to more metal if TK was standing in my dining room with his foot on the table. Shaking two pieces of pizza. <laughs> that was great. Well, um, like eating them both at the same time. Right. Is, so is Backburner your favorite ABR song? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, John John O, it's Meddler. Mm-hmm. Josh, it's Vanguard. TK, it's Backburner for me. It's Mariana's Trench. 
Okay, Mariana's Trench is super sick, though. I was kind of mad that that wasn't on the list. I also really like Whitewashed. That's a good one. I love Saving Grace. <laughs> That's not really a Noggy's <laughs> Friends Red song. Yep. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Guys, let's see what song is next. Ooh. All right, let's freaking do this, dude. 11? Let's roll, I don't, I baby. I don't even know, to be honest. I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, here we go. I liked that, um, except for the parts that I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like two different songs almost, Where, which is funny to me where I know they change things instrumentally, but it's it, like it sounds so different with rough vocals. I know I'm harping on this so much, but like to me, that's like the defining characteristic of metal, which I know there's more to it, but like it felt like it was going back and forth between punk and metal. Which I thought was really interesting. I'm going to guess that was Tanner. In a way. In a way? It was that Tanner. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Who was that? That was Emery. Oh, I've heard Emery before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I was The whole time I was listening to that, I was thinking like, man, I'd love to just play him like the party song after that just to like contrast them. <laughs> well, and I, th- I think the Emery sounds different on every album. It's true. That song's called I'm Not Here for Rage, I'm Here for Revenge. Okay. Which was a line that George Costanza says in an episode of Seinfeld. I love that. Because I have a song called The Sea Was Angry That Day, My Friends. Because they should. Uh, Also, what was their album that had like the seal of an envelope on it? It was like a wax seal. The question. Yes. That's the album I listened to when I was a kid. That album is Mm -hmm. great. Uh, that was the one where I was like, I don't know if I like this or I'm just listening to this to make my parents mad and uh, <laughs> well, that I didn't really listen to it anymore. This is their heaviest album. Oh, yeah. And so and it's it was actually put out by Solid State and Tooth and & Nail. And, like, and it, like, it's, it's very heavy, but, like, the themes are also very heavy. Mm-hmm. And then after this, they completely go a different direction. And, they, like, all of their albums since have not sounded like this. But they're all like really good, but that like I love how like brutal and like death metal style the vocals are, um, and j- like he sounds like Z- Zeo or uh, you know like the like really brutal stuff like the agony scene or living sacrifice and is know. that the same vocalist doing both? <clears throat> That's really impressive. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're in, they're such talented vocalists. Mm-hmm. Like, um. But yeah, I, I love that song. I think in, in like the dueling guitar parts, like at the end. Yeah, yeah that was super fun. cool. Yeah. No, that was really good. I yeah, I really album. like that album. This second that's pressed to vinyl, I'm buying it. Yeah, buy, <laughs> buy two on all Venmo. Yeah, <laughs> serious. That is, uh, that comes from an album called We Do What We Want. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, so good. good. Cool. 
the cover is like this tattered up Bible, and instead of a cross on the front, it says "We do what we want." Ooh, yep. spicy! So. That's a spicy meatball. There, that's kind of like Emery's, like, like the the members of that band. That's like their whole mo. They're like the black sheep of the church, kind of. <laughs> hmm. Which was Scum annoying and stupid at first, but now I get it. Yeah. What was that? Miss something was on that album with the envelope. Oh, um, misbehaving. Yeah, misbehaving. Yeah. Yes, that's like the one song that I remember. Yeah, they um, they wrote a book. It's super super short. I think it's called Good Savior, Bad Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was hmm. it was weird. It's interesting. It's super short. I read it in like thirty minutes. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyway, I I have to think about them as a band and not them as like their other affiliates. Yeah. Um. I think they have a podcast too. I don't remember what yeah. it's called. And a record label. It's called My Taste of Music is Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they have a podcast, a record label, a book. Yeah. Book club. Yeah. They're interesting. But th- um, their music is like what I like. So their first couple albums, they have the, the like synth. I think it was a guitar, right? Or no, it was just the synth. It was just a Nord. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, Showbread. Showbread. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. The the guy who played the synth in the first few albums is my friend's cousin. Get oh. him on the pod. That's cool. Get him on yep. the pod. That would be cool. <clears throat> Here we go. Eleven or twelve? I don't know where we're at. So we're we're somewhere somewhere in that range. We're we're close. We're close. Are we ready? I know a ghost. That song, I think, for me, really drove home TK's point that metal and horror are kind of similar, where I think from a surface-level perspective and what has been and still kind of sometimes is my perspective is that is that metal is just like kind of blunt and forced almost, but there's a lot of nuance and artistry and technical detail and stuff like that was in that song. Like it kept switching around between different styles that they did really interesting things with. And I think horror is kind of the same way where it's like, you could easily be like, well, that's just gross and blood and guts. And I'm just trying to elicit a scare. But there, I think a lot of the innovation and interesting stuff that's happened in filmmaking recently has been in the horror genre. So yeah, I don't know. Like, that one made me uncomfortable in parts. And again, it's just because like in horror, I hate gore and like in metal, I don't like rough vocals, but I still totally can appreciate like the talent and, and like when they switch to a string section, you know, and you're like, wow, they were very intentional about this. And this is, I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I like that one. I'm going to guess that one was Tanner. That is correct. Okay. And and the reason I said that was because they had one of those things where they slide down the whole guitar. And I was like, <laughs> I think he likes those. <laughs> that's funny because that's not like at all. Like I didn't even consider that when picking the song. Um, 
I thought you were going to pick the other Devil Wears Prada song that you were considering, to be honest. So they're vastly different songs. Yeah. Um, I love Sassafras from that album. Yeah. I um, I didn't realize this, but when I was making this playlist, um, this song is their second most popular song on Apple Music. Really? Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Danger Wild Man by the Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Um, yeah. This album, it's from With Roots Above and Branches Below. Um, is just so, I mean, like, so the, the Devil Wars Prada, they started, their first three albums were a little bit more of this style. I think this is kind of an in-between, but they, they started out with like that type of vocal style, the super high choruses with the clean vocals. Um, <clears throat> and like, like the sort of like, um, like the, the piano parts that are really like almost kind of gentle and like. Oh, it gives you that kind of gothic horror vibe, right? With like yes. The, with the piano. Totally. Um, that was kind of their thing for their first three albums. And then they shifted with their fourth album. Well, actually, so before that, they released a zombie EP. So it was this concept EP with five songs in it about the zombie apocalypse. And it was, it is probably still one of the, one of at least the heaviest things that they've put out. It's very different from what you just heard. Um. I mean, it still kind of has that same DNA, but it's really different. So they're an interesting band because they, they kind of shifted a little bit. And then this is, believe it or not, this is the same band when we talk about that album, The Act, that is like just a horrible dumpster fire of an album. That's them. Um, and that's their most recent album. That was the most recent album, but they made a zombie EP too. It's true. After that, which is incredible. It's so good. I um, managed to get that one on vinyl, which by and, the way, if any of you guys ever want to get me a really, really nice gift this album on vinyl <laughs> especially if you can find like I second the, that motion like the blue and yellow swirl variant of it oh, is man, this one of their so first bad. three you're saying is it's kind only of like gothic 400 horror. bucks this is their third album okay yeah i mean um, this how, came out in 2009 okay. which one is plagues that's their second and then yeah. dead throne is after this one dead throne is their fourth okay. yeah okay. And i mean dead throne's their heaviest album like full-length album how can you not like it with songs called sassafras i hate buffering Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. They, so that was Their one song thing. titles are so good. They it's have amazing. one that's dogs grow beards all over. Hotmail rules, dude. Yeah. Um, big wiggly style. Yeah. Oh, so their, style. their first, <laughs> their first three albums. That's like, that was their thing. Like the funny name song names that like, you know? Yeah. So they, cause no one was funny in that genre at that yeah. time. No, they were all like very self-important. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they kind of like yeah shifted with the zombie EP to like, I think like in that regard taking themselves a little bit more seriously. And then there was a little bit of like a genre shift too. Whereas this is, um, it's it's like screamo adjacent, right? Like, um, but yeah, it's which was very much like I mean two thousand nine like that was that was the thing like you well know. and i think it kind of laid a lot of the groundwork for bands like suicide silence and white chapel to get as big as they were mm-hmm. because that is what was blowing up on like war tour scene hot you know hot top like devil wars prada is like infamous for their like t-shirts like their monster mm-hmm. merch and so like that catapulted suicide silence white chapel like all those kind of deathcore bands to be as popular as they were fun fact about the Devil Wears Prada's t-shirts, this, uh, I don't know what percentage of them, but some percentage of those t-shirts, like the crazy designs on them, are actually tattoos that Mike Haranica has. 
Like there's this one that they have that has this really cool like owl design on it, and that's his chest tattoo. That's so sick. Yeah. Also, um, they weren't on solid state, which I always thought was really interesting because they're mm -hmm. like a Christian hardcore or you know metalcore. Yeah, which I think you could hear yeah. like in that song. I mean, the first line, "I know a ghost." He's talking about the Holy Spirit, and then like in the later in the bridge when he's saying like. Um, all mistakes can be marked by borders. All of love can be traced to a maker. Like the, this was when they were still very much a Christian band. I think they still are, but it's less direct in the lyrics. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced. I mean, I've watched a couple YouTube videos of them record, like playing some songs live in the last couple weeks, like recent stuff that they played live. And, and my cuss is on stage. I forgot you can't be a Christian if you cuss. Well, no, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean... It, I'm not saying that, obviously. I get what you're saying. I, I do think, like, the faith is still there. I don't oh, think for sure. they're, like, a... Considered, like, a Christian band anymore. No. That, that, that um, was just... That was my I point. feel like that term, though, is going extinct. Thankfully. Good. Thank God. <laughs> right, because, yeah, I've, I've talked a lot about this. Your band is not saved, right? Yeah. The members may be... But the right. band is not. It might come out. It's your job. It right. might come out what you do, but it right. doesn't make. And also the fact that, I don't know, this is a soapbox that I, I will die on. <laughs> what a way to go on a soapbox. But like, I don't know. People are always like, you know, if you're a, if you are a, a band that has members who are Christians of any sense of scale, like that you must make worship music. And I think mm -hmm. that's stupid. I think yeah. Switchfoot had an interesting piece on this, regardless of how you feel about Switchfoot, about how like making something worth listening to, making something that's, you know, like they were like, well, okay, is, is a sunset Christian, right? It's beautiful. It's worth looking at. It's, you know, and it's glorifying God in that it is a thing of beauty in a broken world or, you know, a thing that is, commemorable or whatever but it, it it in and of itself is not preaching the gospel directly and they were addressing people who said well switchfoot how come not every single song that you write has the gospel presented clearly in it and they were like it doesn't have to well and i agree with that john mark mcmillan had a really interesting statement on on worship music and he said isn't every song a worship song because every song is glorifying something hmm I want to sit down and have dinner with John Mark McMillan. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him live and I didn't even know who he was. And then I was like, dude, Oof. this guy's rad. Like, yeah. Oof. I came away from it and I was like, I should like, listen to more of this guy. If you want to talk about like metal, like that guy is like just his, like the way he, his lyrics are so metal. Like his like voice, his like vocal ability, like, mm -hmm. but he doesn't do metal. <laughs> right. He's so, so good. Oh, he has some Man. very metal lyrics if you listen to it. It's oh, like, oh, he's a, a one of my all-time favorite lyricists. Oh yeah, like hands down. I listen to his, I listen. He's one of those artists where I listen to his music and I like almost get angry that I'm like, why can't I come up with this yeah. kind of stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, I I would be. I'm excited for the next time we do if we ever do another like Nathan reacts to metal to play you more Devil Wears Prada, and see if you can guess that it's the same band. Oh, okay. To be honest, I thought that Devil Wears Prada sounded a lot like the band that came before it. What was the one that we listened to before that? Was it Emery? Emery, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I really like the contrast of Emery's We Do What We Want cover, like the Bible that just says we do what we want on the front of it, and then the Devil Wears Prada literally singing, 
do as you please, shame will follow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. No, I, yeah, that's a great album. Listen to Sassafras, everybody. Okay. Dude, just listen to the whole album. It's so good. Assistant to the regional manager. That is such a good song. Also, Plagues. That's a great album, too. Hey, John, what's your name again? I love that song. I Yeah, I stopped after this. I It's funny because I like, right when all this was coming out, so like, uh, I stopped at Leveler with August Burns Red. I stopped at this album with Devilers Prada because right then I got into Death Cab for Cutie and like went like hard left into like indie rock. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. And so like that's, and like returning to it though, I'm like, oh, I love this because like I've recently gotten really into hardcore, mm-hmm. like 90s New York scene hardcore, like thus turnstile. But yeah, so like going back to it, I'm like, oh, I get why I love hardcore now because like metalcore like laid those tracks. Um, can can I just play you guys witch vomit? Can can I just have a freebie? Maybe should we do it? After? How, one, how about we do it after? There's one more song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh, I thought we were done. I'm no, so sorry. no, one more. One more. How dare uh, you? Awkward. <laughs> I also just I want to say, the Devil Wears Prada is probably my favorite metal band, and we need to do a ranking of their albums at with some point. with Corbin because he's very in it. Devil Wears yeah. Prada. Corbin Burnson. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. No, he he's coming that's over. an actor. Oh. Yeah. Um High School Musical. High School Musical is Corbin. That's Corbin Martin. Blue, dude. Uh, yeah. Corbin <laughs> Burnson is the dad in psych and among other things. Oh, wow. I'm so embarrassed for so many reasons right now. Mostly because I knew who Corbin Blue was. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also, especially it sounds I'm, so similar to the food. The Cordon, Cordon Blue. Blue. Exactly. And yeah. I, I've seen every episode of Psych. Yeah. And you didn't several know times. that that was that Corbin Burnson. Um, that's another That's another one. The Divorce Prada, uh, Andrew really wanted to be on that one. I think you've met him. Um, yeah, both of those guys. Yeah. He lives in Washington again now though. So that might oh, that's be right. They moved. Yeah. You can zoom it in. That's um, a good that's a good episode for me to not be on. Because I'd be like, sounds like metal. Have a nice day everybody. <laughs> I would actually really like for you to be on that one. Yeah, I like it when they do the, <laughs> the dun dun dun. All right. The final track. Oh boy. All right, bring, you, it, bring it home, Josh. Deduced? It's Josh. Okay, okay. Bring it home, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Jay Boogie. I I think you might know this one, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Here we go. quick before you say anything you know that song or you know that album forget not slow down yeah i like that album and then the the album collapsible lung that's pretty good album. yeah so the guy that played drums on that played lead guitar on that song a what 
Is this another August Burns Red track? No. no. Who is this? Uh, that is Storm the Gates of Hell by Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter. Okay. I picked up on the title, but you said it was someone I might know, and I was like, I don't know any metal bands. I thought you the mentioned... Heartstrings Come Undone is the only Demon Hunter song I okay. remember. I thought you mentioned Demon Hunter totally. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I did listen to a couple of their tracks for sure. <clears throat> so... I think I've mentioned this on the podcast last season at some point, but that album, Storm the Gates of Hell, is the first album that I ever bought on iTunes. Oh. That was, like, really thrashy. Like, it reminded me of, like, Metallica. And especially because it had, like, a chorus. Like, I feel like a lot of metal songs are very linear, mm-hmm. where they don't really repeat. But that was, like, very... That had, like, a chorus. Excuse me. Really trying not to burp. (laughs) He's making every other sound possible. Try not to burp. I think to be honest, that's not what I expected Demon Hunter to sound like. Like that was way more intense because like I don't remember Demon Hunter sounding like that. Heartstrings Come Undone's a pretty mellow song, all things considered. Um but yeah, obviously that was Josh by process of elimination because I've been counting cards. Um Again, probably not one I would listen to. Impressive instrumentation. I will say that in general, I have the opinion that most of the time Christian bands are producing subpar music. That's not always true, especially bands like Mute Math that were making incredible music. And there's plenty of bands that are, you know, some of my favorite bands are. But like in the rap scene, for instance, uh, there was nothing but garbage for years until Kanye came around. Uh, with his new Jesus albums that he's making. And it's like... I'm sorry. What about the rapper LaCroix? LaCroix. LaCroix. I like him. <laughs> he's doing a good job. Uh, he is. His newer stuff is is solid. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I listened to his first few albums and it was like... That was like the best you could get back in the day. Yeah. Right? It Jesus definitely music. was. Yeah. <laughs> it was 100%. Um, it was like that or KJ52, which made you want to kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think the dark horse John Rubin is actually super good. Yeah, that was like the well, rapper. Hindsight. Now there's Andy Mineo. I don't know. I, I like Andy Mineo. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't listen to raps. So I don't really know, but I've heard he's good. Okay, I really I like know. him. He does. I don't know. But but you're right. In back in the day, yeah. there yeah. was nothing. Donda freaking slaps, and that just like I'm like, let's go, Kanye. Show people how to make a good rap album. Like, anyways, all that to all that to say, I think the metal genre there's actually a lot more talent in the Christian scene than like the rest of them. Like, I'm really impressed to be honest. Like, I was not expecting that last song to come from like a Christian band. That was crazy. And they are very Christian. Well, yeah, it's cool because so like again like to bring up Finn McKenty, who's like the coolest guy. He talked about in his video about what killed Christcore. He has a video called What Killed Christcore. And he talks about how <clears throat> every time a new metalcore band came out in like the later 2000s, he just assumed it was a Christian band. Wow. Because it was so like Christianity was so synonymous with that scene. Like Memphis Bay Fire, For Today. I mean, they, those were, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the, it, yeah. Was, it was such a like those bands were so big and doing such a good job. The Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. So like, um, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, Christianity for better or for worse helped form that genre. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, cause cri- like Christian uh, visuals 
or like religious vigils, I think do such like that's why. If I can go off of like the horror example again, like why religious horror is is so um, popular because that like the imagery is so uh, can be so horrific. But then I think also on like the other side with metal, religious imagery works so well for that intensity. And for, you know, because, like, uh, there's a band called, like, Woven Hand, and they have this line that's, like, they're a Christian, like, grindcore band, and they have this line that's, like, every knee shall bow, and those that won't, their legs shall be broken off. And it's, like, (laughs) (laughs) whoa. Wow. (laughs) But, like, that's, that is as metal as it gets. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't recognize that verse in the Bible, but <laughs> I. I mean, yeah. it's Revelation. I don't know. First Daniel seepage three one. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh, dude! Oh no, <laughs> this is the first podcast to be officially spitten by the Lord. I. I just think no. I yeah. I mean, it does reinforce though what like what talented bands are out there. Like, I didn't know Devil Wears Prada was a Christian band until this moment when you guys just said it. Because I was like, wow, this, I don't know. It just sounds like, I mean, and also part of it is just that like, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with, um, oh, my phone has been recording this entire time. I was like, why is it so hot? Um, <laughs> I've been shooting video of my pocket for who knows how long. Wait. So what you're saying is I could find Devil Wars 40 minutes at my local Christian bookstore. Could you? That's, I can't answer that question. I haven't been to a local. Just kidding. Christian they don't exist anymore. In well, there's one in Wenatchee. Oh, um, really? It's called Encouraging Words. Not a sponsor. Cute. Um, <laughs> you might be able to find a Devil Wears Prada album there. I remember. That's where I found, that's where I discovered um, Norma Jean. That's where I discovered MXPX, for better or for worse, with the album Secret Weapon. Um, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Hey, you know what? It was a gateway to older MXPX. I discovered Flyleaf at an Iron Sharpens Iron conference I went to with my dad. Oh, whoa. And it was Memento Mori, the one with all, like, the skulls in the front, and he thought it was okay to buy because it was at the conference, and it was awesome. Yeah. I love Flyleaf. Yeah, Flyleaf's great. Um, Skillet and Pillar, if you remember them. Oh, I remember Pillar. Oh, boy. Discovered them at that bookstore. For the love of the game. (laughs) I... And fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Gosh! All right. Hopefully you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nathan, would you say um, now that we're at the end of this episode, would you say that you like metal more than before this episode started? Um. I, well, I would definitely say that. Like, I think I had a much more narrow definition of what metal was. Like, uh, some of the songs that were played, I was like, oh, I wouldn't have said this was metal. So, like, definitely more on, like, the emo side or maybe on, the like, the hardcore, like, the turnstile stuff, I I would probably go listen to. Um, I think I have more of an appreciation for it, too, um, and maybe more of a respect. But, yeah, I don't... I don't think I like the genre anymore. I don't think I'm going to gravitate towards it anymore. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the... I mean, that was a lot to process, to be honest. Like 13 tracks of a genre you never listen to back to back to back to back is kind of a lot. It's um, kind of like listening to an album. It Gerard weighed on my ears heavily. <laughs> and 
Um, I'm trying to like because jazz is like a genre I've never listened to. Ooh. So if somebody did that to me with jazz, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what's happening. We should do that. We should make TK listen to TK reacts to all jazz. my favorite jazz tracks because I love jazz. I'd love to take a dip in your hot, steaming jazz. <laughs> uh, uh, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> should we? It's a quoting Parks and Rec. We yeah. should probably delete it. Um, how many times have I said anal seepage during this podcast? Only twice. It was fecal seepage before. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that's my second. So how many times did I say fecal seepage? Uh, say that five times fast. Fecal seepage. Okay, you did say feepage once. So that was <laughs> funny. Say seepal seepage. Seepal seepage. Seepal sounds like a nursery rhyme that kids say to try to like warm up before a play. Sequel Feepage says the. (laughs) I want to edit all them out so bad. I have no idea where they are. Hey, I get to edit this behemoth. That's true. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of work. Give it to you. Dude, this is going to be fun. This might be a Friday release, not a Thursday. And and an intentional Friday release this time. True. Yeah. This is going to be a monster. I was in Texas on Thursday. Yeah. Um, Our listener might be mad if we release this on <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> do we only have one? I don't know. It's just Our listener. <laughs> hey, no. I'll have you know this podcast, no joke, is listened to in twelve different countries. Do you know the stats on that? I was going to ask how many people. I can tune tell in you on a week after the episode when we're not just boring our okay. listener. All right, yeah, that's true. We should probably uh, wrap it so up. So yeah, with that, <laughs> yeah, we should finish. Your taste we're done. In music. Let's uh, let's get into the hard numbers for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're trying to end the episode. Hopefully, your taste in music. So hey guys, uh, <laughs> next got... week, what are we doing? We're, are we doing mute math? Yeah, an old school ranking mute, episode. Uh, an old school ranking episode. Ooh. Back to our. I'm in. Our basics. Should we get Taylor Jackson on the horn for that? Because he introduced Heck me to yes. Mute Math. He's one of the coolest dudes. Cool. Sweet. With that, hopefully your taste in music. So just real quick before we end. A, a little, little more terrible. terrible. Nathan, did you ever watch Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump.